0: Okay, welcome everybody. So we're continuing with Midat Chasidut, Parakutat, Ninety Parakutat We're talking about the parts of Chasidut, the parts of what are the examples of things that go above and beyond the letter of the law. So Ramchal continues, and he's quoting different stories from the Talmud about different Chachamim who gave instructions to uh, how they were merited a long life. So Ocham Shalut Hamidavetz Rebbe So the the students asked Rebbe Perida. How did you merit a long life? What did you do? He said to them three things. Number one, Wow, it's a fantastic thing. Now, obviously it's not required, right? But he said, Nobody ever came before me to the Beit HaMidrash. Every morning when we went to study, I always made sure to be the first person there. Number two, be'ra'chti kohen when let's say in the Suda at a meal. So the they give the honor to the Kohen with making the bracha, probably brachah mazon or whatever it is. So technically since he was a Tamik cham, he had the right to go first, but he always deferred to the Kohen to show honor to the Kohanim. And number three, hurmu There are three parts of a Kohen of a sorry, of a regular animal that go to the Kohen, the Zeroa, the forearm, the cheekbone, the part of the stomach, all these things normally go to the Kohen. So according to the strict halacha, you're allowed to eat the animal, leave over these three parts and give them later to the Kohen. But this uh, hacham, he wanted to be so strict, so he made sure that he first separated the parts that went to the Kohen, and only then, would he eat it? So it's in, in in the area of being very careful about um, making sure that everything is separated properly, the parts of the animal separated properly. That's what he did. <speaking in Hebrew> oh, furthermore, <speaking in Hebrew> the students asked <speaking in> Rabbi <Hebrew> Nachunya, "So what do you do to merit a long life?" <speaking in Hebrew> very important, very interesting idea. I never received my honor on the account of somebody else. I never put one to myself in a situation where I was going to be honored because somebody else was going to be put in an uncomfortable situation or given less honor because I was getting more honor. We're going to give, a, a, he's going to quote later on, an example of this idea. And another example, al literally means, "and never the curse of my friend never went up on my bed. So he The Gemara explains that what that means is that I never went to bed bearing a grudge against somebody else, holding on to anger against someone else. Every night before I went to sleep, I would forgive everybody for anything they may have done for me on that day. And this Gemara is one of the sources for the custom that uh, many of us have, that before we recite the Kriyat Shema HaMitah, before we recite the Kriyat Shema in the evening, we specifically say that we forgive anybody who may have sinned against me on that day. So that's based on this idea that a person goes to sleep at peace, a person who goes to sleep without anything heavy on his heart, heavy on his shoulders, everything is calm. That's the way a person should go to sleep that night and then the next day be able to start fresh and start get a new start. So again, was this required? Definitely not. However, that's part of me Hasidu going above and beyond the letter of the law to forgive everybody not to bear a grudge going into the next day. Mefarishhatab, the Gemara explains, gives an example of what does it mean of this kabed beklon of being receiving honor at the uh, embarrassment or the debasement of my friend. like the story of Rav Huna. Dare Mara He was carrying a, like a, some sort of digging instrument on his shoulder. Rav so Bar Ravchani Lai came to him, Bar Rahan came to him, Dare and he wanted to take it from him. He took it from him to cancel it because he because he carried it himself, because he wanted to show honor to Rav Huna. Amar so Rav Huna said to him, we normally carry things like this around where you are, where you live, that's where you live, so then fine, you can carry it here too. However, this is also considered to be beneath your dignity, you don't normally carry something like this around. It's I'm not interested in being honored, in relieving myself of something that looks a little bit uncomfortable and trying to strengthen the honor and uh, respect that other people give me on the account of you to make you uncomfortable. So when we do mitzvot, we want to do things above and beyond the letter of the law, we have to make sure, we have to make sure that we're not doing it at anybody else's accounts. Very often, when a person gets in a tricky situation where someone is being blamed for something, so our tendency very often is to Press the blame onto somebody else, to pass the blame on somebody else, to ease ourselves from something that we may get blamed for. So Ramchal seems to be saying that that's not a, it's not appropriate to to maintain my kavod or to strengthen my kavod on the account of somebody else or. Uh, to, to put somebody else down, especially if they weren't really involved in the situation, or it wasn't really their fault, it was really my fault. So that's not that, that's not respectful. That's not considered to be to, to the appropriate thing to do. And therefore, Midah Hasidut says that one should never receive honor on the account of somebody else. So Remachah continues, lanu, We see, for us, Sharaf P, beklon even though the simple meaning of the words and the embarrassment or the degradation of his friend, it sounds like he's trying to make his embarrass his friend and do something bad to his friend. That he, sounds, he comes out better. It is not fitting to receive honor. His, his friend came, his friend wanted to carry the thing for him. He wasn't, he wasn't saving himself or honoring himself by purposely degrading somebody else. His friend came, his friend, his friend on his own wanted to come and carry it for him. Nevertheless, The chassid does not want to get honor based on somebody else's honor being lowered. If there's any type of embarrassment for his friend, he's not going to want to do it in order to raise his level of honor. Rabbi Zeira says something very similar. In my life, I never got angry within my home, which is obviously a major, major accomplishment. I never walked in front of somebody who was greater than me. I always allowed them to walk first. I never thought about the very Torah in the alleyways that had uh, dirty, disgusting things there. And I didn't walk four cubits, about six feet. Without thinking about the Torah or talking to the Torah, without having tefillin on, which is also another major accomplishment. I never went to sleep in the Beit Midrash, not a a small sleep, a a temporary sleep, not a permanent sleep. Technically, in the Beit Midrash, one is allowed to take a nap if it facilitates his learning, but still he he had very high standards for honoring the Beit Midrash. I never gained honor from, or never was very happy when something bad happened to my friend. And I never used a nickname to describe my friend, as we discussed earlier in the previous year. Within this one statement of Rabbi Zerah contains many, many paths of chassidut that we discussed earlier. Even though they're not absolutely required, but... Rabbi Zira chose to do these things to reach higher levels of serving, serving Hashem and to enhance his fulfillment of the mitzvot. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody. With Hashem, and next year, we will continue with uh, more examples. Have a wonderful day. Kol take care.